Welcome to Secrets, the recent winner of the Black Podcasters Listeners Love Award, where KP and PR share their knowledge and experiences in corporate America to advocate for creating generational wealth for the village. Here's how our listener describes Secrets. Keith and Ricky talk about everything in the workplace and beyond that you've always wanted to know about but never really felt comfortable asking. From microaggressions to being your authentic self to systemic racism, KP and PR provide some of the most excellent career advice on the market. And in season six, these brothers will continue coming with hot fire on how to stay on code and trying to reach and exceed your career aspirations, how to use your power and privilege for good, and how to survive the same old corporate performative acts. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, want to challenge you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. So fill up those cups and welcome to season six. Hey, everybody, welcome to Secrets. Ricky, what's going on today, my brother? Hey, KP. Man, I was reflecting a little bit on our episode last week about the white disadvantage myth. Man, we were giving Alabama that work last week. We were. We were. We were tearing them up. <laughs> we were going hard, up. right? But as an example of how the white advantage plays out in so many different ways, right? I mean, it was just so many examples. So many. But I started to think about the opposite problem. Like when our people get off code and buy into the lies and deceptions as well. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Speak on it. And we all know about the uncles, <laughs> you know, like Uncle Clarence and Uncle Tim Scott, yep. just to name a couple. Right, right. That's right. And we can spot them from a mile away, but we actually know how to maneuver around them when we see them. Yeah, right? you, can, you can sniff them out. That's right. So we're not going to fall for the okadoke when we're in the presence, in their presence, right? <laughs> but those Oreo cookie brothers and sisters... They can be deadly yeah. at the end of the way because they be protecting the house while pretending they fighting on our side, mm-hmm. but setting us up for the downfall at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. These are people that we have to keep our third eye on. Yes. Okay? Yes. But you called it KP. I mean, for those who don't know, like an Oreo cookie, I mean, and we kind of talked about the all kin folk ain't skin folk. Yes. Yep. Okay. Sure this did. is this is like Same a piece, thing. you know, of that here. An Oreo cookie is what we refer to as someone who is black on the outside and white in the middle. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay? White in the middle. I mean, they look the part, but end up just being just as oppressive as Jim Crow. Mm. And being on code means not being an Oreo, which leads us to today's topic. Keith talked about it. Yeah, yeah. In today's episode, we'll talk about this Oreo cookie phenomena and how it shows up in the workplace and in the world. And we'll provide you receipts on why it's important to not be an Oreo. Mm-hmm. And we'll close out with three secrets on how to avoid becoming an Oreo and instead uplifting your people in the workplace. Yeah. Now, look, man, I mean... If we want to talk about like the Oreo cookie experience here, I mean, let's start out with like just a definition for our listeners, okay? And Uncle Tom, now I meant back in the day, like this used to be like fighting words. These are fighting words. You know, somebody people read it. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Call it Uncle Tom. Like you call him this today, they don't care. Okay, no. like you know, you got they don't the, even know what it is. Yeah, yeah, you got the Candace Owens, you got all yes. of these people. Like they're not even tripping. You know, no, they only think not at thinking all. about they their own position. It. Yeah, yeah, thinking about their own position. But an Uncle Tom is basically a person who betrays their own group by participating in its oppression, whether willingly or not. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. Okay, there is even a psychological theory in the form of the Uncle Tom syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, this is a term for the use of subservience 
appeasement and passivity, like being just real passive, passive. you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to coping with intimidation and threats. Yeah, we've seen them. This is like beyond turning the other That's children. right. This is like, yeah. They totally. Didn't, they didn't mean that. They didn't mean that. That's right. <laughs> Give them a little bit of a break. Right, That's right, right. Why are you really being so sensitive? About. Why are you being so sensitive? Exactly. Exactly. And again, an Oreo is a variation of an Uncle Tom, but I think more dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. More insidious because they know how to do the head nod. They mm-hmm. do the head nod. They know the secret handshakes. Yep. They know the latest songs, who the newest artists out, all the stuff. So they can convo like everybody, right? Yet they are secretly stepping on your neck (laughs) to stay in good favor and receive all the advantages they can without reaching back and helping others along at the end of the day. Right, right. right. It's, it's almost, all about them. It's almost like they're an agent. Yes. You know, like a spy. <laughs> That's right, like CIA. Stuff. Yeah, they, they're trying to get you comfortable to tell the secrets and whatnot mm-hmm. and just using them for their own well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually relaying it back to And the relaying man. it back to the yeah. man, the colored intelligence agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the real CIA the real over CIA. here. But like, look, these thoughts... Bring back memories of when I was working with a brother that will remain nameless. Yes. Okay. Now he is going to know who he is when probably I when not. I say this stuff. Probably. Okay. Probably. But he need to know. But this cat did everything that you just spoke of in terms of being in perfect attendance at the Black Employee Resource Group events, at all of the happy hours, all of the trainings that were designed to give other underrepresented employees visibility to upper management, everything that was designed yes. to kind of help us get a leg exactly. up. Exactly. Get a little just, leg up. Just to get like notice, like this brother was there, mm-hmm. okay? Present fact, and accounted for. Yeah. In fact, he even got promoted. And eventually became like a manager, like himself, mm-hmm. based off of the based backs, all of that stuff, you know, of that these, mm-hmm. you know, these these events. Now, instead of opening up the door for the rest of us or sharing any secrets or insights, you know, on what he learned while on his way to get into his role, he got there and literally forgot where he came from. He, he was he yeah. got brand new, brand new, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, brand new. Like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, I've been here. You know, I'm supposed to have this. That's right. You know, so when we would occasionally connect for lunch or drinks after work to touch base, I mean, I just saw, man, he was living life. He He was was loving it. He was living living, large. He was living good. Eating good. Drinking good. He was was over there getting full, fat, and tired, man. He was getting it, right? But when I asked him about continuing to attend some of the ERG events, which he didn't have time for anymore, we used to attend those things together. Or when I asked him about when he would put in a good word for people who he knew were ready to get to the next level. You know what this brother said to me? <laughs> Lord, you know my heart. That means I ain't making this shit up, okay? He said, they need to figure it out themselves because that's what I did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> how, how quickly, how quickly do did, we forget? Did you kick him in the kneecaps? Man, it's just like, that. that was a, a D-I-S-M-F moment right there, Okay. <laughs> I said to myself, this motherfucker, that's that's, that's exactly what it was. It was like, this cat right here, This cat right here. Yeah, and we got examples. You know, I got one too. I remember when I became chief of staff for our CEO when I was at Kodak, people were wearing me out Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to get on my calendar because they were trying to figure out how did this happen? What is this role? What is all the things? But I know you got access to some power now. You was the flavor of the month, then. Flavor enough. You know, and our people were proud, and they should have been proud because yep. it was it was really good. But I had one cat who mm-hmm. had barely said two words to me before <laughs> getting yeah. into this role, uh-huh. right? We know him. 
Yep. We know him, right? And all of a sudden, he being super friendly oh. and want to connect. How was your weekend? And have a conversation. How was your weekend? That's right. Getting on the calendar. Yeah. So I took the meeting out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. I already knew where this was going, but I just wanted to just check, check and verify yeah. what I thought I already knew. And we sat down and started having a conversation. A few minutes into this conversation, I already knew this brother was out for himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking. Yeah, yeah. He was asking you shit in the beginning of the conversation. It didn't even make no sense. Are those Bugle Boy jeans you wear? Right. <laughs> Did you see, was you watching MTV and saw the new Eddie Murphy Party All the Time video? Right. You're like, right. excuse me? Exactly. How would you get into this role? I would really love to have a role like this. Oh, wow. And all, you know, all the stuff. So, you know, and this dude was a mid-manager already. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like... He didn't have some power and influence already. And right? not a first time man. That's right. That's uh-huh. right. And was doing well by all standards. So he finally got to the point at the end of it of asking for some advice on how he could get a role like this or if I could help him out and put in a good word for him to get to his next right, right. role or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So I just looked at him and I just had two simple questions. <laughs> <laughs> One. How diverse is your current team? Yep. You a mid-manager. And two, who is a person of color that you are sponsoring right now? Uh, um, uh, um, I mean, um, exactly. Do you want me to answer that right now? Right or now. Or you want me to like right. get back to, to you? Get back I'm, to yeah, you. I might have to write something down. Yeah, Let me I, think about it. Let me think about it. Yeah. And as you said, there was the long pause. Yeah. And then I told him I'd be happy to help you. Once you get those metrics in order to get them KPIs straight. Right, right. Because right now, you're not on code because you are not aligned with what we're trying to do at this company right now. So right. I am not going to sit here and waste my time. So, and that ended up being the last time we had a word to oh, say to each no, other. No, no, say it ain't so. You dismissed him like that. I didn't dismiss him. <laughs> he wasn't going to do the work. <laughs> It was obvious. If he had done the work and come back, yeah. we may have or, had a different conversation. Or had he already done the work, he could have fired done it the off. Work. That's right. You know, for, or had he done the work, you would have already heard of him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I already knew yeah. when I took the meeting. Because uh-huh. I went and did a little research. You can always do the background. I was like, okay, who's reporting to this brother? All the things. So yeah. I already knew the answer. Yeah. Look, KP, man, I can't tell you how many people we speak to on a regular basis, like all the time, that do not have any receipts whatsoever when it comes to having people that they have personally mentored or better yet sponsored to get to the next level. I mean, just like this cat yes. you're talking about, right? We talk we to people all the time. I'm People who are making a lot of money. A lot of money. Okay? A lot of The coin. familiar excuse that we hear is, well, look, brother, it takes time. Mm. Okay? Or... I'll start doing that once I get to the your level. Exactly. That's what that <laughs> once I get to your, your level, level, you're like, man, I ain't the CEO. You ain't getting to this level yeah. without doing some of this stuff. Exactly. All excuses that keep them in that Oreo space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just reminds me of like when I was pledging a million years ago. My dean would always say, and I'm sure other people have heard the same type of comment, but it's like, all of these excuses, man, because it, it, it really does yeah, get sickening. Yeah. I didn't really realize it at the time, but I think about it now. But like these excuses, I would always be told excuses are tools used by the incompetent to build monuments of nothing. <laughs> like, I when love you, it. When you think about it, it's like, this it. dude just told me. <laughs> he just told me that I'm a fool. Yeah, incompetent. I'm building nothing, making up these excuses. 
But it's the same type of scenario, right? Mm-hmm. I'm making up these excuses on why I'm not doing something. Yes. When ultimately I am doing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. You know, I am doing You're something. You're doing, doing something. You're holding somebody back. Right, right. That's right. And this whole thing around this Oreo cookie syndrome, I just want to dispel a common misconception because some people may be thinking that you can't be around white folks or have white friends or be in a relationship with a white person. All those things, because that'll make you an Oreo. That's not what makes you an Oreo. <laughs> right, right. Right? It's really the actions that you are taking and oppressing mm-hmm. us at the end of the day with your positions of power. And I can remember growing up, because I had I had white friends. I had mm-hmm. a lot of white friends. I mean, my parents used to call my group of friends the United Nations, because we were super diverse mm-hmm. and everything. But I just remember being called an Oreo even back then. But I was never like... I understood I was black, <laughs> and I wasn't getting no breaks yeah. at all. And you really didn't have no power back then. And I had no power <laughs> at all, but I also understood that every step of the way, I needed to help bring somebody else along because I felt like I'd been fortunate even when I was poor as hell mm-hmm. and struggling just like everybody else, but I always felt an obligation to like bring somebody else along, yeah, show yeah. them the ropes. You, you, you know, you remember like when you would get invited to your white friend's party, <laughs> you know, or maybe like a, another diverse friend's party and you'd be like, can I bring my cousin? Right. You know, or can I bring my friend? Now, mm-hmm. And now, you know, you done coached your friend yes. or your cousin before you went That's now. Right. Now, look. They'll be acting up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you be telling them the same stuff your parents told you. Now, when we get up in here, mm-hmm. don't ask for shit, don't touch shit. Okay, because you ain't getting shit, right? But you'd have to coach them and say, hey, these are my white friends, or hey, these are my friends from school, or Mm -hmm. this and the other. And they go, and that experience obviously teaches your friend or your family member something. Yes. But you're introducing your other friends Mm -hmm. to something also. And then they walk away saying, they pretty cool. Now, you know, every now and then you would have one cousin. Yeah, there's always one to act a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have been that friend from time to time. I ain't going to lie. But we're talking about you have to put yourself out there. Yes, and that's the exposure piece that's good for all of us at the end of the day because you got to know how to navigate through all of this stuff. Too. Yeah, but you know, like, Keith, the impact, man, of, like, this type of behavior for me, man, it can be demoralizing and very, like, traumatizing when you see someone that looks like you do this type of harm to you by keeping you from getting to the next level or keeping you from getting invited Mm -hmm. to the party. That's right. In the room. In the room. All those things. And we've probably seen it more than we like to admit. Right, right. At the end of the day. And the moral of the story to me is that, you know, this whole concept of the Oreo cookie syndrome, I mean, it's been going on for as long as we can remember. It's been a part of our life. Yeah. Our whole life right. at the end of the day. And the true impact is really a part of kind of the whole impact of colonialism, right? It's like built into us. Like, this is the model. This is how you're supposed to act. And if you just do these things, yep. everything is going to be all right. I'm yeah. going to take care of you. Yep. But we know that shit ain't true. Right, right. At all costs, we need you to turn the other cheek. We're going to need you to do the, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, stand up for yourself. Yes. Like, But all of those things, you're right. Like, that is... Actually, since colonialism, yes, what the mantra has been. Absolutely. It's been the case since before Uncle Tom's Cabin was written. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, look, again, I know people like, hey, y'all over here joking around. Y'all making jokes about this. Y'all making stuff up. That clearly could not have ever really happened. There is no such thing as this. Well, this is the part of the show where we prove to you that we're not crazy. 
Okay, like there are receipts here that we talk about. And today we're going to share some receipts on why it's important not to be an Oreo. So KP, hit us with receipt number one. Yeah, and receipt number one, according to the State of Black Women in Corporate America report by Lean In, black women are much less likely than their non-black colleagues to interact with senior leaders at work. Right. This lack of access is mirrored in a lack of sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Less than a quarter of black women feel like they have the sponsorship they need to advance in their careers. It also means black women are less likely to be included in important conversations about company priorities and strategy. And they have fewer opportunities to get noticed by people in leadership at the end of the day. So if you are in a position of power and you're not opening up the doors and opening up the window to the behind the curtain, if you will, you're just continuing to oppress us. Yeah. And keep us in this spot. Yeah. Yeah. And especially you, black women. You I mean, and we again, I know we wear it out. All the time. Okay. But Malcolm X said, he said black it. woman is the most disrespected being <laughs> on, on the face there. <laughs> you know, and and again, we have receipt after receipt after receipt. That proves that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as much as people want to say that he was this anti-archist and you know what I'm saying? This yes. he thought so crazy. I mean, he was telling the truth. He's telling the okay. truth. He's telling the truth. Look, receipt number two, in that same report, women of color and black women in particular tend to receive less support and encouragement from their managers. Compared to white women, black women are less likely to have managers showcase their work advocate for new opportunities for them, or give them opportunities to manage people and projects. Black women are also less likely to report that their manager helps them navigate organizational politics or balance work and personal life. I mean, basically, you on your own. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This matters, right? Employees who have consistent manager support are more likely to be promoted. And they're also more likely to believe that they have an equal opportunity to advance. There you go. And the interesting thing about both of these receipts, there was nothing in here about technical skills. No. There was nothing in here about degrees and certifications. This was all relational. Yep. Y'all, absolutely. At the end of the day. So if you're not doing that, then you're not on code. No, not at all. And again, we're talking about the opportunity to be invited mm-hmm. to do different work, have direct reports, to get promoted, like all of those things. Right. To your point, had nothing to do with nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> and our last receipt, receipt number three, according to a study by McKinsey and Company, black employees leave entry-level jobs at higher rates than white employees. And they make up only 7% of all managers in Mm -hmm. corporate America. 95% of black employees reported having no sponsors. Many feel that they are working with managers who aren't experienced at leading diverse teams. They don't feel like diversity is valued, nor that the systems around evaluation and promotion are fair. They feel as if they can't be their full selves at work. And many feel that their peer relationships are transactional. And that there may be negative consequences if they share their experiences as black employees, truthfully. And this all really just adds up to when you come to work, you can't be yourself. This is the whole concept of code switch. Right. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. I mean, three powerful receipts. Yes. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day. This is why you can't be an Oreo. Exactly. You can't go up in there acting brand new, Mm -hmm. you know, every time you get a promotion. So look, Keith, we talk about like our experiences. We talked about these receipts. Let's talk about some of the secrets here. Let's give people some tools that they can use to change the paradigm, right? Yes. So today we'll provide three secrets on how to avoid becoming an Oreo 
and instead uplifting your people in the workplace. So the three secrets are avoid bootstrap thinking. Number two, reach back and bring one along. Number three, don't forget your roots. So KP, secret number one, man, talk to us. about. Yeah, that's secret number one. Avoid bootstrap thinking. I mean, we've heard this over and over and over again about Mm -hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can get it done. And we know that's a myth. And although we've said it over and over again, you did not get to where you are solely on your own merits. <laughs> I have never met one person, one person who has gotten to where they are without getting some help right. from somebody exactly. or something along the way. So you got to be humble enough to admit that and to see that and then be comfortable enough to share that story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and share those examples of. Here's where I got help. Here's where someone helped me out. Here's how someone opened the door for me. Here's how someone introduced me to somebody. Because if you're not sharing those stories, then this myth continues to perpetuate itself. Yeah, I mean, and this can be lifted and landed in as we're talking about black health, mental health, like all of these things where it's like it's everybody needs some help. Everybody needs some help. Like, and you have to start becoming comfortable sharing that story versus I can do it all on my own, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just not possible. It's not possible. It's just not possible. It's not possible. Like secret number two, reach back and bring one along. I mean, you got to help our people out. This is like what sponsorship is all about. Don't just go to the conferences where black people show up, shake hands and go to the parties. Now, look, I go yeah. to the parties. And That's they right. Fun. We all do it. Yeah, they, they fun. Tear it up. Don't, they don't, fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. OK, but there is a responsibility associated with you being invited, you attending, you representing at those events. Hire somebody when you go to Afrotech or the National Black NBA or Nesby or NSN. Like, you go to these conferences, hire somebody. And if you can't hire them, that's right. Call one of your friends who might that's be. That's right. Able to- and recommend somebody. Exactly. That's right. Bring some resumes them. back. Yeah, absolutely. Get that lookbook and start moving that around your village. That is the responsibility. Yes, no doubt. And our last secret is don't forget your roots, right? I can just hear my grandmother saying now, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> exactly. you know, I think we've all heard that Don't before. get too high on the don't, hall. Don't, don't, get, don't get too fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't get too fancy. And I spoke to the need to be humble in secret number one, right? And to make a, a point to stay rooted Stay rooted in service to your community and to your own village, to those who need the same assistance that that you were once given. Mm-hmm. Again, we didn't get here alone, and you need to give back. So reaching back will pave the way, and it'll help secure your legacy mm-hmm. as you're kind of building who you want to be, how you want to be remembered. Yeah, time moves by really, really fast. It does. And when you keep using those excuses used by the incompetent to build monuments of nothingness, when you keep using those excuses like next time or let me just get mine first or this and other. Do you know how long it's taken for us just to get close to seeing it? Yes, exactly. Okay, not, not just getting it. That's right. The hardest part ain't getting it. It's keeping part it. it. That's right. Keeping it. Yeah. Keeping it. Keeping it. And the other hard part is seeing it and you can't quite touch it. Exactly. So that's where it's like we're saying at the end of the day, don't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, just get it done. So look, KP, this is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek fun topic that we're talking about because we know people like this, but it is serious. It is serious. Right? It's, and it's, it's real. It's yeah, real. It's absolutely real. And I know we pride ourselves on trying to do different, yes. you know, in our community, but we're also priding ourselves on calling it out. Yes. Okay. Yes, so we're are. we're telling people have the courage to pull somebody to the side and say, 
Stop it. Stop. <laughs> you know, give Shut it some down. examples. Right? Shut it down. So please. check it out, everybody. You can find more resources of the secrets and the receipts that we share by just going to our website, secrets.com, and looking in the show notes for this episode. Look, Janelle works hard on them show notes, she does. y'all. She does. You know, so just pay attention to those. But again, read it. That's what we have it out there for you. That's right. And I know this may have been a hard episode for some of our folks to listen to right, today. Right, They was moving That's around in their seats. We're keeping it short because yeah. I know it's hard to hear. Yeah, they was moving Sometimes around in their seats. They are you know, wiggling. That's you know, right. when the pastor be in church and you, you're giving a message, you'd be like, is he talking about me? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just one of them. Just, yeah, this we're one talking of them. about you. That's right. But again, we pride ourselves on pointing out all the types of oppression mm-hmm. that are holding us back as underrepresented and marginalized employees, holding us back at work. So we need to do better, too. At the end of the day, we can't just be calling out one side and not call out the other. Mm -hmm. Just tell it like it is. And as we wrap up, we want to thank our Seekers Village for your support. Y'all made this happen. Y'all made this happen. We still get nominated for awards. We got almost 40,000 downloads. We got people listening in every day. So we really appreciate it. And you can help us out by telling five more friends to listen. Join our LinkedIn group, write a review on Apple or Spotify, go grab some of that gear. It's about to get cold. It's about to get cold outside. That's right. Santa Claus is coming, (laughs) y'all. Exactly. And also, that coin meter is spinning every day on our website. We've helped you get over $8 million in compensation increases over the past two years. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm mean, i geeked about right. it because it's, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's nothing, crazy. It's Change nothing lives. better it's than, lives. than actually adding to that generational wealth that we speak about. And we want to get it to $50 million. Like we going We want to get greedy, okay? We yes. want to get it all. That's right. You. We're not going to be humble on this Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> so if you've been putting off getting some coaching, whether that's like a package of coaching or you just need an hour, just stop it. Mm-hmm. It's time to invest in yourself. And just tell a friend, too, because we all know we got a couple of friends yep. out there who need some help. They do. They keep showing you, they sending you their resume, and you know it's a little janky. They're like, can you pass this along for me? Nope. Tell them, hey, you know what? Just give KP and Ricky a call. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll take care of you. Also, if you need some help negotiating your salary, if you need help just talking out the scenario to figure out which way you should be leaning towards, yep. negotiating a severance agreement, or again, we talked about revising the resume. Just book an hour with us. I absolutely promise you, you won't regret it. Yep. Money well spent. And Rick, I'm not a big fan of Oreos at the end of the day. <laughs> and I, I mean that in both ways. The only way I like Oreos is if it's some some, some soft serve vanilla ice cream. Okay. All okay. chunked up in there, mixed in. Then, I I'm, got then you. I'm good. But I do love a good cocktail. Right. I, you know I love my cocktail. So we're going to get back at it and fill these cups up. In Secrets Village, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, when we share, you transform. We out. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed yet another episode of Secrets. If you are motivated and excited about being a part of the Secrets Village after listening to Keith and Ricky, please show these brothers some love by spreading the word to people that you know need this knowledge. Until next time, cheers.